Watershed Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Gray. I'm one of the co-owners of Watershed Wellness here in Astoria, Oregon. Um, This is the second episode of our sort of second season of the podcast, if you will, starting up here in 2022. Uh, We continue our conversation with Todd Garrity, who's an acupuncturist here at the clinic. Uh, whereas before we were talking more about his background and education, here we actually start to dig into some of the practice. So we discuss uh, the treatment of different kinds of pain using acupuncture and, and start to dig in a little bit to how it actually works um, from, from Todd's perspective. And, uh, and in particular, his perspective as a person who practices a special kind of acupuncture called Korean hand therapy um, which we do discuss a bit here in this episode. Uh, please share this episode with others if you find it useful. Uh, you can find our podcast at watershedwellnesspodcast.com, and that's a great page to share with others. Um, we are on all the major podcast networks, so you can find us there in your apps. Um, and we always welcome feedback. So there on that watershedwellnesspodcast.com page, you'll find a link to a contact form. And if you just want to let us know how you liked the episode or maybe give us some some feedback or even suggest an episode or somebody we might interview, uh, we're very happy to receive that. So again, that URL is watershedwellnesspodcast.com and you'll find all the information you need to enjoy the podcast there. So uh, thanks again for listening and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Okay, so I'm here uh, with Todd again, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that acupuncture treats, and specifically some of the things you um, have a that you tend to treat quite a bit. Um, we'll start out just talking a little bit about pain. Um, musculoskeletal pain, I think, is probably the most uh, well-known use of acupuncture. Um, a lot of our first-time new patients are pain pain-oriented, low back pain being the most uh, interesting one. But Korean hand therapy is a really, um, I think a lot of times when people come in for pain treatment, they expect if you have a low back pain, you get a bunch of needles in the back, right? Like it's it's a very natural way to think about it. Um, but Korean hand therapy, of course, is quite famous for treating pain. And yet it, I know that you do sometimes do local treatment, but it's really about that microsystem on the hand. So maybe if you can just talk for a couple minutes about you know, what kind of pain you've been treating, how it works, and like maybe like how does that work or how do you understand that working? Yeah, so when we're looking at microsystems of the body that that relate to the macro system of the body, what what we're doing is by putting acupressure or needles or even if I do moxa on those points on the hand, what we're doing is we're activating the nervous system. So your nervous system is taking a look at this, at this, let's say you have the acupressure pellet, which is a little silver ball that has a band-aid backing that's on a specific point that relates to, in this example, the low back. So your nervous system is taking a look at what is this thing on the hand? And then it sends a signal to look at the back. Well, once your nervous system looks at the back and sees the issue that's there, then a cellular response is initiated immediately. Hmm. So the thing that I'm loving about the Korean hand acupressure is I use those points and then within five minutes we should see a response. Mm. So if there is not an immediate response, then we have the wrong point. So Mm -hmm. then I get the point finder out and look for another point. So in that way, I'm able to make sure that we have the exact points. So then I mark those and the patient replaces those hand discs at night. So while you're sleeping in your body, is working on on healing and repairing the tissues 
The nervous system is kind of hyper aware of what's going on, those areas of pain that we're wanting to bring more attention to. Right, right. Um, and, you know, the I think it's really important to understand um, that there's not, obviously, there's many points that you use on the hand. Um, and they're for different parts of the body, but there's also different, I mean, are there also ways that you treat differently, like an acute pain versus a chronic pain or a pain that's due to a frank injury versus a fibromyalgia type of a pain or? Yes. Yeah, so when I look at, we look at pain with looking at the Chinese medicine patterns. And so some of these, we will actually be treating the underlying patterns. So with fibromyalgia, we're wanting to move spleen chi that can be deficient and, and stuck. Often there's a lot, lot of dampness involved in that as well. So for those sorts of things, I'm actually using some different protocols, much like what we do with body acupuncture. Right. So those points that are point combinations, I will find those same points on the hands. Right. Um, so that then becomes a little more complex um, as far as the, finding the correct points to, right. to utilize. And when I'm using um, the hand acupuncture for, uh, for acute issues, but also for chronic, I'm noticing that combining it with moxa mm. is really powerful. Yeah. So often I'll do the, the hand points and then while your body is processing that, I'll get out the lion moxa, use that over the area of pain. Huh. And so what moxa does is it's basically a blood mover. Hmm. And so that's helping to move some blood to that area. Hmm. And, and for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what moxa is, it can also be referred to as moxa bustin is the whole name. And this is actually a therapeutic modality that was used prior to the invention of acupuncture before they knew how to safely pierce the body they used they used heat and that's something that's still used today and the lion warmer that you're referring to is just a special device for for delivering that heat to the body right so yeah so what do you what do you think's going on there why why does the moxa seem to help well when we're looking at the very basic way that um that chinese medicine looks at the body is energy chi and blood are flowing through this highway system that we call the meridians. Right. So wherever there's a blockage in that system, then pain results. Right. So by using the moxa, we're helping to reestablish that flow of chi where yeah. it's been broken. Yeah. So another thing that is really helpful, and I, I try to spread the word about this, is Whenever you have surgery, whenever the body is being cut into, that is going to cut across those meridians. Right. So no matter what sort of surgery, even if it's big or small, you need to do something. And of course, we think that Chinese medicine is the most helpful to reestablish that flow of qi. Yeah, the communication across the cut. Right? Yeah. So that's why often someone will have a surgery and then years later, they have issues al along that, that channel. Right. Or even in the organ system that the channel was cut through in some cases I've seen. You mm -hmm. know? So, mm -hmm. yeah, and that, that's a, actually a perfect dovetail with the conversation about moxa because, of course, 
one of the best scar treatments, especially old scars that I know of is moxibustion, especially the lion warmer just direct over the scar tissues. It, it makes an immediate softening difference, but over time, it's kind of incredible how, how powerful it can be for that. So mm-hmm. yeah, to your point, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I really enjoy like being able to see the progress. So I had a yeah. patient recently who had pretty serious surgery. And so those scars were pretty fresh yeah. and using the moxa it just every every week seeing this patient it was a huge difference so you know and that's something that patients can do at home as well so right. we can send them home with some of the smokeless moxa right that with instruction if they use it at home their results are just yeah totally tenfold great. Yeah, and this and in this really damp and cold climate, you know, I have some patients, especially elder patients, who when they do moxa all through the winter, they're so much warmer. They have so much less of that cold in their bones. You know, it's um, it's pretty incredible stuff. It's you would think, you know, you're just. <laughs> It seems so simple, but it's just that's just Chinese medicine, right? Like something so simple can have such a profound result. Yeah, well, and moxa is the herb itself is mugwort, yeah. which is basically a weed. Yeah. Like it just grows everywhere yeah. and has for yeah. centuries. Yeah, yeah, and there's all kinds of interesting stuff. I mean, there's we have we have these books here at the clinic, these great books um, all about moxa bashing. I'll put some links in there because people, people like moxa, especially because it's a home treatment. You know, it's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty, pretty well beloved. Um, a quick question. So, um, you know, like low, like let's low back pain is one thing. Everybody I think who might be listening to this knows that acupuncture can help with low back pain. Um, but what are some like unusual pains or some pains that you weren't, you know, that you weren't sure there was going to be success with, but there was, or things that you often notice that, you know, pain, especially that patients don't know that acupuncture can help. Is there anything like, you know, fringy or interesting to talk about? I think fibromyalgia is one that um, is really important for people to know that acupuncture can be helpful and herbal therapy as well. You can speak to, to that um, because when people with fibromyalgia go to their Western doctor, they're chasing pain. So it's a different area every time they go to the doctor. Well, it's for us, we we look at what's going on with the whole body system. And so our treatments are very different. They're not as directed in this area because if someone comes in and they're saying, well, my knee hurts today. Well, last, last time your wrist hurt. Yeah. But there's actually, it's it's neither. It's the whole system right. just isn't flowing. Yeah, that's that great distinction that Chinese medicine uh, has between the root treatment and the branch treatment, right? You can go to, to any kind of doctor and they can give you pain-relieving you know, things that sometimes will help. Although in the case of fibromyalgia, often those don't help at all. But, but yeah, they're chasing the, the branch, the branches of the tree, but they're not attacking the root, which is really what you need to do, um, with, with a disease, especially like a multi-system disease like that. So yeah, that's a great, that's a great example. One, one thing, and I just want to ask if you've had much experience treating this, um, headaches. It's so funny. Like people know that acupuncture treats pain, but it's surprising how few people know that it treats headaches extraordinarily well. Do you do a lot of that? I do a lot of it. And people with, they'll come in with an extreme migraine and in just a matter of minutes, it it goes away because it's just energy stuck in the head. So what we'll often do with things like that is I'll use a lot of points on the feet. 
Right. And that will help to draw right. that energy down and it pulls it away. And the other thing that's interesting about headaches is based on the location on where they're feeling the pain on the head, that lets us know which energy channels are involved. And there, it, it can be very different. Yeah. So a spleen stomach related headache is going to be a frontal kind of dull headache. Whereas liver gallbladder will be on the temples and can tend to be a tighter sort of headache. And of course, brings me to, you know, talking about spleen, stomach, liver gallbladder. We're not necessarily saying that there's anything wrong with the organs specifically, right. but the meridians that do happen to go through those organs right. are named after the organs. Right. right. Which. Yeah, it's always a little confusing for folks, you know. Um, I, I think the way I've always heard it described, you know, that really helped me was to understand the organs, the, the names of those organs as kind of being like um, a label of an overall system that includes that organ system but also goes beyond it. And so when we're treating patients, we're generally treating the, the other manifestations of that, the energetic or the channel manifestations as opposed to the organ manifestation. So that makes some sense to me. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, I've also seen actual, you know, there can be changes in those organ systems, um, but mm -hmm. it's, that's not our point. It's not our focus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's, let's just because we're getting up, you know, past 10 minutes here, I want to uh, stop this one, but uh, we'll certainly revisit some of these topics uh, in the future. So thanks a lot.